The 2019 Phillies are who we thought they were as they did what they continue to do last night, falling to the Atlanta Braves 3-1 in a frustrating home loss yet again, unable to get anything going offensively. And ultimately, it ends in a really upsetting, frustrating loss for this Phillies team, a team that came into this Brave series and uh, we all felt like they had to win the series three or four now that is impossible. Now the best they can do is hopefully tonight find a way to split the series, but splitting series and not winning series is not going to be good enough as the games dwindle and the opportunity to make the playoffs dwindles as well. Again, I have said many times I don't expect this team to make the playoffs, but they continue to hover around and stay in it and yet they continue to have nights like last night where uh insult to injury dallas keichel shuts them down and they lose it three to one we'll dive into it all this is phillies today i'm your host james seltzer it is thursday september the 12th as again we come off another frustrating loss just what this team does a fun win on tuesday night and then a Bummer of a loss on Wednesday night. Uh, That's just what they do. They win two against the Mets. They lose that first game against the Braves. They come back the next night with a fun win. The Kingery inside the Parker hanging on. And they come back the next night and they lose 3-1. to And nobody shows up. And Dallas Keuchel shuts them down. And it's just who they are. It is who this team is. As I said multiple times recently, this team just continues to show us who they are, continues to show us that they're not that good. It's okay. They are who they are. At least they're fighting. Like I said a few days ago, you know, if nothing else, at least this team is not receding into itself like the team last year. And they're they're fighting. They're trying. They're, they're going out there. But it's not good enough. And we saw it. Again, last night, last night particularly frustrating as it just kind of a uh, a microcosm of a lot of the issues this season more so shines a light on the lot of the issues this season as, uh, you know, first and foremost, Dallas Keuchel, how about you, Dallas Keuchel, six innings, only one earned run, three hits, three walks, eight strikeouts he's eight and five now for the braves a three three five era on the season he's been very good dallas keiko would easily be the phillies number two this season easily and give you guys pitched in some big games before a guy who man uh like we saw last night just has the ability to go out and give you six strong and uh do it more often than not and uh, really, it was tough. Last night was tough. It was tough to watch Dallas Keuchel decimate the Phillies. The guy who all it took was money. All it took was money. That was it. The Phillies didn't have to give up a single asset. They didn't have to give up any part of their future. It was a one-year deal for money. And they didn't do it. And instead, their main rival at the time, who obviously has lapped them since, and is no longer even the rival. That's like a, you know, they don't even care about the Phillies. Um, but you know, you're at the time the main rival. The team was in second place to you at the time. Signed him, and he's been really good for them. 
and there was absolutely no reason not to sign him. Zero reason not to sign Dallas Keuchel. I, you know, it's something we talked about a lot. We talked about leading up to it. We were like, why not sign him? There's no reason not to, unless they don't want to spend money. That'd be crazy, right? I mean, that's what they have. As we've talked about a ton, the asset that they have that the Braves don't have is money. The ability to spend money and send the freaking Braves to sign him. Which is just ridiculous. And at the time we said sign Dallas Keuchel. When the Braves signed him, we said, why didn't they sign Dallas Keuchel? And then last night it just you know brought it all back. It brought it all back. And it shows, again, as we've talked about a lot, and we'll talk about more how... You know, how negligent this front office has been this season and how little they've done to try and add to a roster that had a chance to make the playoffs. Yes, past tense. Still has a chance. But had a real chance to make the playoffs. They just didn't go for it in in any way. Like, again, I'm not saying they had to go out and trade their top prospects for a bunch of players and go nuts, but signing Dallas Keuchel is a no-brainer. I mean, what's the downside there? I, oh, God. And then watching him just dominate the Phillies last night, just own them through six innings and having hitters off balance and the stuff working and soft contact and all that. It's just, it was a real bummer. Last night was a real bummer of a loss. The fact that Dallas Keiko was doing what he did for the Phillies, uh, doing what he did for the Braves instead of the Phillies last night, is it real kick in the, you know what? It just is. This is a team that isn't going to make the playoffs, and a guy like Dallas Keuchel, that one guy could have been the difference. Think about all the horrendous Vincent Velasquez starts we wouldn't have had to see, or the bad stretch of Drew Smiley starts, or the bad stretch of Zach Eflin starts, or whatever. Whatever we get rid of for Dallas Keuchel to be in the rotation. Pavetta still there. I mean, like, seriously... Think about what we could have gotten rid of. Think about what we could have gotten out of Dallas Keuchel instead. This team could be a playoff team right now. They could absolutely be a playoff team. I'm not saying they would be. I'm not saying it would definitely mean the difference between two, three wins, whatever it would take. You know, like, who knows? But maybe he pitches a game against the Cubs that you win that you weren't going to win before. Maybe he pitches a game against the Brewers that you weren't going to win before. Who knows? You know, it's just, I don't know. It, it, uh... It was particularly frustrating last night. On a night last night where the offense was just unable to get anything going at all. They have five hits on the night, only score the one run again. We've talked a lot about just having nights where they just don't have it. And it is it's incredibly frustrating. We've already seen two games in this three games of this series so far where the offense just didn't have it at all. Nothing. And it's not good enough, but uh, Zach Eflin also did not have it. He had been pitching pretty well since shirking the advice of the Philadelphia Phillies and their pitching coach. We'll get to that coming up well, as well because we mentioned it yesterday but didn't dive into it much. But Eflin, not a great outing. Three and two-thirds, three hits, three runs, three walks. Um, it wasn't great. The run's unearned, though, so um, you give him a little bit of a break there. Um, and then the bullpen was actually really good. The bullpen this series was actually really good. A, a little over 11 innings of one-run ball from the bullpen, even though a little scary. Nick Vincent's not good. I mean, look, all these guys are not good. Nick Vincent's particularly not good. He's a rough watch. Um, but, you know, ultimately they're, they're able to uh, to get through it. Uh, but uh, the Phillies, look, uh, Phillies held them to three runs. They should be able to win those games. 
This line has to bring more than three runs in a big spot like that. But again, Dallas Keuchel. They got Dallas Keuchel's. And, and you have to hope that Matt Klintak was watching that game last night and saying, man, I blew it. Because you did, Matt. In that situation, this time you blew it. They just didn't do enough. They didn't, And look, that was what that Ken Rosenthal article was all about the other day, that this front office, if you want to look where this team, why this team has struggled, it's the front office's ambivalence is the word he used, that they just haven't cared. I mean, not signing Dallas Keuchel should be malpractice in that situation when we look back on it. A team that has nothing but money to spend. No problem. We could do that. And you can't pay the guy for one year? It's just, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. And again, we've talked a lot about the issues this front office has had, the issues of not investing in this team, not showing them that they believe in them and all that type of stuff, but also just from a you know a pitching evaluation side. I mean, not going to get Dallas Keuchel is just a horrendous decision for nothing. And they end up with Jason Vargas. They end up with Drew Smiley. They end up with these types of additions to the to rotation who none of them have been close to as good as Dallas Keuchel. Uh, you know, and Keuchel, and that should be expected. Keuchel's a better pitcher than those guys. Keuchel costs money. That was it, though. They could afford money, but he costs money. He's a good pitcher. I just, man, I, it just really kind of, you know, put an exclamation point on those uh, those mistakes and really shined a light on them. And again, obviously, I already well aware of said mistakes, but I thought I thought last night really, really, uh, you know, kind of exposed it even more. A couple other quick notes from last night. Bryce Harper, another awesome throw uh, out at home in the eighth inning, um, keeping it through in game. Riley throws it Austin Riley at home with a just a cannon throw. Barely even took a step, too. Just kind of launched it. 12 outfield assists for Harper on the season. He's having an outstanding defensive season. Um, I guess that narrative was overblown coming into the season, right? Bad fielder? I don't think so. Pretty great, actually. And the 12 outfield assists is really, really impressive. Also, Corey Dickerson had to leave the game. Apparently with left foot soreness. It looked worse. Kind of uh, hit a, a grounder in the infield and it um, kind of hobbled right out of the box and left the game. So we'll see. Uh, you know, had the same foot thing in Cincinnati where he left the game. A couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago, whatever it was. So, you hope it's nothing serious. Dickerson has obviously had some issues staying on the field throughout the course of his career. But, man, man, can they not afford to lose that guy for any extended period of time, especially because of an extended period of time right now is pretty much the rest of the season. And Corey Dickerson is way too important. Way too. As we've talked about, after Bryce Harper, he is the number one guy you want up in a spot for you offensively. I mean, that's it's nuts. It's nuts, but it's absolutely true. It cannot be understated. Corey Dickerson is imperative to this team, having any chance to make the playoffs, which, again, I think is a, a very unlikely scenario. As, uh, again, look, I, I just, you know, I, I think this Brave series has been a perfect example, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because they can't string anything together and they play well one night and play poorly the next night, and that's just what it is. And I certainly think that if they did make the playoffs, they couldn't do any damage for sure. I mean, I, I legit don't think they have any chance of beating the Braves or the Dodgers in a series, like n- practically none. But, you know, I think as we've as I've said a bunch of times, I would like to see them get there because I do think the September reps matter, the playoff reps matter, the opportunity to 
you know, even play a playing game or especially if you can win that game and, um, you know, it's just one night, anything can happen. You would obviously would not be a favorite against Max Scherzer, but things happen. But um, I think all that stuff's incredibly important. Uh, I know a lot of people, there are a lot of people out there, really a lot of Phillies fans are saying they don't want them to make the playoffs because they don't want to validate this infrastructure. They don't want to validate McPhail and Clintac and Kapler and all that. And I, look, I can understand that. Uh, Kapler part less so, but in terms of Clintac and McPhail and those guys crowing about making the playoffs, the quickest turnaround, blah, 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 like, no, no, I would not be happy with that but at the same time for the the many reasons i've listed i think that ultimately would be a good thing for the organization and for the players if they could Uh, but i also don't think they're going to i I think it's just a long shot the you know sitting behind the cubs behind the brewers and the mets all of a sudden back with them 75 and 70 both teams the mets just continue to um surprise and they go on runs both ways they're terrible and then they're good and they're terrible then they're really good so mets back Great. Awesome. Great. Terrific stuff. Um, all right, one last thing from yesterday, which is a real bummer. Uh, as the Phillies announced, a paid attendant last, attendance last night of 23,243. The smallest home crowd of the season. After only 24,000 the night before. This is a real bummer. This is a team that is theoretically playing in a pennant chase. A team that is playing for a playoff spot. And there is no one down there. And I, I get it. People go back to school. It's tougher going tem- September and all that. But they're playing for a playoff spot. And I, what I really think is I, I think I think it's an indictment of people's belief in the team. I really do. I think that people look at this and say, oh, they're not making the playoffs. I'm not going to go down there. That's what it feels like. And I, I get it. And they're not a super compelling team. As we've discussed, they're a frustrating team. They are a up-and-down team, but it's a really bad look. It's a really disappointing look because, again, there's a Phillies team that is playing September baseball games that theoretically matter. I mean, games where they've been two games back or two one game back or three games back, whatever it is at, at the time, and, and no one's showing up. No one's showing up. That is not great. It is a worry. because. Uh, but again, I also think it's because... I really think it's because people just don't believe in this team. I think it's not the situation. It's not that they're, you know, a, a couple games back or, or whatever at the time or whatever. I think it's more that people just don't think this team's good enough. And they don't believe in them. And it makes it easier for them to not go down and go to these seemingly important games. Either way, I thought it was notable, and uh, it is a bummer because, uh, you know, this team is, uh, that stadium is so fun when it's rocking, and when games matter, I think it can only help the team when they've got a crowd at home all behind them, and, uh, you know, that is obviously not happening. There's not enough people down there to make the difference, but ultimately, again, like I said, it's hard to blame them because the Phillies deserve it. They have not been good enough. They just have not been good enough. And I, again, I think it goes back to them not being talented enough. And the injuries certainly play a role. The horrendous pitching staff that Matt Klentak put together plays a role. But I think ultimately, you know, they're just not that good enough. They're not a well put together team at the moment with the injuries kind of putting it over the top. And they continue to kind of 
play the same type of baseball season long, just hovering in this five to six to four to three games above 500. And I think that's how they finish out the season. They feel like, a, you know, a, a team that finishes the season 83 and 79 or 84 and 78. I mean, that's what's going to happen. And that's not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. It'll be a, a winning season for the first time in a while, most likely. But um, it is not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. And that's a bummer. It's frustrating. And I think that's part of the reason why people aren't down there as much. All right, coming up, uh, Chris Young responded to the comments from yesterday. The, the heat is on, the Todd Zalecki article we talked about. We will talk about that and uh, the Zach Eflin thing, which I wanted to bring up in a little more detail as well. And then, of course, we're all good to tonight's series finale with the Braves as the Phillies hope to potentially split the series. Wouldn't that be nice? We'll dive into that and a whole lot more as well coming up in just a minute. It's Phillies say it's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We're back, James Seltzer. Phillies, today as we come off a disappointing Phillies loss against the Braves yesterday. Coming up in a few, we will look ahead to tonight's series finale as the Phillies attempt to tie the series. Come out of this with a two-game tie, 2-2, two and two, as uh, they have no chance to win the series. So we'll dive into that coming up. First, um, talked a lot yesterday about Todd Zalecki's article on MLB.com saying the heat is on with Chris Young. And, of course, that in reference to the Ken Rosenthal piece, the piece where he critiques the front office, and in that piece talks about the fact that Chris Young has disappointed this season and that the Phillies thought he would be better at interacting with players, and he has not been, and that losing Rick Kranitz might have been a mistake, and that the Phillies could be looking for a new pitching coach. And um, Gabe Kapler defended Chris Young. Chris Young, though, uh, took the blame, which uh, I think is smart, and that's what you should do. Um, he said, I fully accept the criticism with how we pitch. It's nice to hear, he said. But as far as feeling the heat, I think my job on a daily basis is to give our guys everything I have and give them all my time. To give them all my energy and to understand where my criticism comes from and understand when it is warranted. But I think at the end of the day, I'm going to take all my energy and just dump it into my guys. Nice. I mean, that's great. I, I don't know. You know, I think he's just, it's fair. I mean, I don't know what else you say when you're get, you know, about the criticism. What are you supposed to say? Uh, you know, you could say, I'll take it to heart, I'll listen to it, I'll, I'll try and get better, which I think is what he's trying to say. But um, ultimately, I think the most damning thing that we talked about, uh, you know, uh, yesterday in, in a little bit of detail, but the idea that Zach Eflin, who in the Ken Rosenthal piece also talked about, that Zach Eflin basically, um, who was almost inexplicably the worst starter on the team for a, a stretch there, as, you know, it's not like Zach Eflin's ever been someone who you felt 100% confidence in. He's had some really nice runs. He's had some rough, rough stretches, but he's always been someone you felt okay with taking the ball every fifth day. There was that stretch there where he was a, it was a disaster. He got sent to the bullpen. Um, he was a disaster. And then all of a sudden he starts pitching a little bit better. Not great, you know, but better. And it turns out that he said they wanted him to throw four-seam fastballs. He sucked when he throwed them, and now he's throwing two-seam fastballs and it's working out for him. And that... Man, that's an indictment of Chris Young. I don't know what else to say. That is a massive indictment of Chris Young. The fact that not only is what you're telling him to do not working, and the other thing works, the thing you're telling him not to do, but the fact that he just said, I'm not listening to you anymore, man, that is bad. I mean, that is... I that alone, 
this one little thing alone makes me believe that there is almost no chance that Chris Young returns next season. And to be honest, it makes me feel like he probably should not return next season. I mean, this is, a, a, a again, a, a massive indictment. The fact that a pitcher says, I'm not doing what you tell me to do because I know better. And then the I know better is actually what works better. Whew, that's a double whammy. That is a bad, that's a double whammy you don't want. That is bad. So, man, I think, uh, I think Chris Young is on very, very uh, tender footing. Uh, I, uh, I really would be surprised if he's back next year after all this. And again, after, look, the struggles. And I do think that it's not fair to just put it all on Chris Young because Matt Klintak deserves a large heaping portion of credit, too. As these this staff that he's put together is just not good enough. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to succeed with that talent. But no one's gotten better. No one's gotten better. And there are guys we know of talent. Like Nick Pavetta's talent. Like I guarantee you there is a pitching coach in baseball who can figure it out with Nick Pavetta. Most likely. You know, sometimes between the years it's just too much and you can't get it done. But um there are pitching coaches who can get through to some of these guys that Chris Young clearly hasn't. None of these guys have gotten better. Not one. Not one guy. Not one guy. So when you look at it in totality, when you really look at these pitching issues, I think Chris Young deserves a portion. I think Matt Klintak for putting the staff together. And again, what we saw last night, Dallas Keuchel, man. Klintak deserves much more of the blame in my mind for where we're at with the pitching struggles, but that doesn't absolve Chris Young. I'm not making anyone better. And uh, I think ultimately it'll cost him his job. Unfortunately, I think Klentag will still be here to keep picking the pitchers, but um, hopefully he's on notice as well, like it said in the Rosenthal article, because this team was not good enough this year, and I think that falls mostly on Matt Klentag in the front office and then the fact that they acted so ambivalent about it, and if we don't, we don't, and all that type of stuff. I mean, it's just been a really rough season for the front office, and they deserve... All the critiques and criticism they get, and hopefully they learn. I mean, look, we've seen general managers in this town learn. Howie Roseman got shoved in a broom closet for a year, came back a, a superstar. It can happen, but it takes humility. It takes the ability to step back and think, maybe I don't know best. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I need to do better. Maybe I need to work on this, 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 this and this. Does Matt Klintak have that type of humility? I don't know. We're going to find out. All right, quickly, uh, looking ahead quickly, though, before we look at a quick note, last uh, night, Jonathan VR of all people, Jonathan VR hits the home run that sets the Major League Baseball home run record for a season. It was 61 or 6 the time more right after, but um, as expected, we were expecting to break it. It happened last night, and now they're just going to destroy that record to oblivion over the next three weeks of baseball left. But this season, 2019, is the season in the history of the game. That saw the most home runs go out of the ballpark. If only more Phillies had hit some of them, am I right? All right, uh, looking at tonight as a must-win, legit, 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 legit must-win game. It just is. Drew Smiley against Julio Tehran in a big one. Um, Smiley's been pretty good the last couple outings. Was great his last outing. Seven innings of one-run ball, you hope. Um, seven innings shutout ball, excuse me. You hope that uh, that he can repeat that again tonight as it is a massive must-win game for the Phillies as the playoffs are on precarious footing, precarious ground right now. The Phillies have to do something to 
put themselves back in a better spot, and, and it has to start with a win against the Braves, then an off day, and then that weekend series of two-game sets, Saturday and Sunday in Boston. So the Phillies need to win three. They need to win tonight and then take two. That's how I feel. Hopefully they can do it. I don't you know expect them to, but it has to start tonight, and it's with Drew Smiley. So uh, hopefully you can take down Julio Toronto. Either way, we'll be back to talk about that and a whole lot tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.